welcome to the podcast, Austin and Allie Always. We're a Vanderbilt student and a Vanderbilt graduate. Go through each Austin Alley episode one by one. I'm Emily. And I'm Abby. And today we're talking about the episode Tickets and Trash Bags. But first, how are you doing, Abby? I am doing well. I have no idea what happened to me this week. I've forgotten it all, which means it was probably not that great. <laughs> or hopefully I would remember it. So, yeah, I'm good. How are you, Emily? Uh, I'm also doing well. We had our fall break since we last recorded, and I went to California for the first time. Ooh. To LA, where they recorded Austin and Ellie, but I didn't do anything related to Austin and Ellie. But I was there where they used to record <laughs> in the same city. <laughs> nice. But yeah, so I'm doing well, and then school started back up, and uh, it was quite the busy first week after fall break, which I guess is normal, but it felt a little overly busy. What was the weather like in LA? It was burning up, like, uh, <laughs> which is apparently unusual for this time of year. Yeah. It was like 100 degrees uh, two days in a row, and it was like 95 degrees, and all the Lyft drivers were talking about the weather. Uh, have you seen the movie Blood Runner? No. Abby? I have not. It's like a sci-fi, it's rated R. Uh, like one of the defining sci-fi movies. Uh, they just came out with a new one. So I went and saw that at the Vintage Cinema. It was very exciting. But, uh, and the first one, they never comment about the weather, even though the weather seems to be somewhat abysmal. And, uh, it just made me really appreciate talking about the weather more. <laughs> <laughs> well, fun. So it seems like a, it seems like a, a, a healthy thing to do. Uh, but yeah, but the weather was really hot and every Lyft driver commented on it. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah. yeah and i got to see the pacific ocean for the first time it was very nice <laughs> was it peaceful uh, i think it's not peaceful uh it was peaceful the pacific ocean or la or the pacific ocean oh no the pacific ocean was beautiful um i went down to Santa Monica on Ocean Avenue. These are all these terms that <laughs> I've seen. Nice. I am such a tourist. Uh, and uh, no, it was beautiful. It was very exciting. Uh, I mean, there are like people on the beach, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't mind people being there. They're just like part of nature. And uh, yeah, no, and I like, ta- I didn't swim because I hadn't brought my bathing suit. But I could have, because it was like 90 degrees. Uh, but the water <laughs> yeah. itself was really cold. And I like, I like, put my, dipped my hand in and brought it to my lips. And I was like, it's salt water. It's an ocean. Yay. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. yeah. Does Vandy have a fall break? Have, have yes. Break? Uh, two days. It was like, was it last weekend or was it the weekend before that? I don't recall. The days blur Thanks. together. Um, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do anything fun. I stayed here and studied, and then I took the praxis. Wow. I passed. That doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> oh, yay! But no, it was not fun. <laughs> not at all. The praxis is so boring. It's like not even an interesting test to study for. No, it's really not. <laughs> like, hey, like, do you... SAT at least... <laughs> is like interesting yeah it's like <laughs> but the, the practice is like really boring <laughs> yeah but it's done i passed and i never have to take Yay, that one job. again i have another practice i have to take well later uh when you transfer to 
Great. Do you transfer yes. your license to Kentucky? Or just, like, nice. Yeah. I would eventually like to transfer my license to Arkansas. I think I have five years from graduating to do it within, or five years from receiving my license to do it within easily. But I have to take an Arkansas history class. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is... What? I think it's important because I would be teaching in Arkansas. So, like, you know, I believe in local history. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I I guess I just don't think very many of the states have interesting history. Kentucky does not. I took a Kentucky Studies class yep. in high school. And I'm sure all of the listeners who wanted to hear us talk about Austin and Allie are thrilled for us <laughs> to be talking about our education. But... um. I took a Kentucky Studies class in high school, and it was abysmal. Of the 60 days that I was in that class, we watched movies, 56 of them. We watched a documentary about moonshine and NASCAR that was narrated oh, by nice. Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, moonshine's exciting. That's like a a dark, rebellious, uh, cool, hip history. Yes, especially with Billy Ray Cyrus narrating. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> That's a lot of uh, documentaries. If only your teacher had taken a Kentucky history course before getting their license. Maybe. I guess if it was high school, they probably knew a lot about history. Mine would be for elementary ed. So. <laughs> yeah. Abby and I are both educators, even though I don't use my degree. And Abby doesn't have hers yet. Yet. <laughs> yep. Soon. Anyways. Indeed. Yes. Uh, I think our get you to know you question for this week was going to be what's our... Uh, you want to ask it, Abby? I'm trying to remember the wording of it. Uh, our special bodily talent? <laughs> yes. Um, or uh, untalent show style? Yeah. Oh, I forget. It was something like that, though. Like, what is something cool that you can do? Um, that maybe most people can't do. Yeah. Mine is that I can wink with both eyes. Um, most people cannot oh, wink can't. with... Oh. Most people cannot wink with both eyes, and I think that is probably a side effect of being left-handed. Wow. What? I can blink. I think I can blink with both eyes. I have to raise my eyebrows, though. I do that when I blink with either eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great And I can also snap with both hands. Audience. Equally well. Can I do that, too? I can't do it equally well. I'm better with my right. Look at you. You little left south paw. Yep. What about you, Emily? Uh, well, I don't have any special, like, talents, ex- uh, but one of my thumbs is significantly blunted <laughs> compared to the other one. You can't really, it's hard to tell. Uh, Eddie and I have, uh, or Abby and I have video chat. It's kind of hard to tell uh, on the video. Because <laughs> I want to turn them upside down or sideways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, these are, these are le- level. <laughs> Maybe if I go like that. Huh. But they're blunt, <laughs> one's blunted. There you go, the more you uh, know. It's more impressive in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's probably from a genetic mu- mutation. Is that one? Fun fact. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you have any... Yeah. yeah oh, go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. Um, Do you have any family members who can do taco tongue? Oh, like... like my... uh, the loop? Yeah. Like, uh, like both sides? A little... Yeah, yeah, I think my sister, both my sisters can. 
And one of my, my sisters can't. can do like the three prong tongue thing. Oh, uh, clover tongue. Three prong tongue. Uh, like clover maybe. tongue, where it's like three ridges. It's like both yeah. the middle and the two sides. Oh, they can do that too. I can't do that. Me like... either. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Wow, I feel like I know you so much better, Abby. Yep. And our audience, uh, share with us on Twitter or email us what your special talents are. Uh, I'll mention it now. I've changed our email to Abley always instead of Ostly always because I was spelling Ostly wrong. Uh, oh, sad day. That's also an apology. <laughs> In the theme. <laughs> Which is a great theme for this episode. All right. This week's episode has yeah, lots of apologies. It is, yeah. yeah, I had one more apology. Oh, it was because of fall break and other things in midterms, uh, there was a significant gap between our third and fourth, or our second and third episode. Yeah. And I, I apologize both to Abby and to the audience for that. <laughs> I forgive uh, you. It was a hard episode to edit. Oh, thanks, Abby. <laughs> yeah. Was it just right. more difficult uh, because we had that... guest stars? Uh, well, so it was a little bit longer, which this one's probably going to be too. But it was a little bit longer, which just takes more time. But then there was echo on both sides. So both my audio had your echo and your audio had my echo. Hmm. Um, so I had to edit out. And there's probably maybe a, I bet there's some technology out there that will do this automatically. But my technology does not. Uh, I had to edit out between all of our pauses for both of our audios, which normally I just do for yours because yours has more background noise. Mm-hmm. But this time Sorry. I had to do it uh, for mine. No, that's okay. <laughs> 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 uh, this time I did it for both, uh, which I might end up doing in the future too because I think I have more background noise in this location sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was maybe because it was four people, but it was also just the... The double echo. And it's because I was busier. Uh, it wasn't mm-hmm. all just the uh, audio's fault. <laughs> but we got it done. We did. We did! We did it! Yay! <laughs> we're still podcasting. <laughs> we are. Uh, now that we're uh, 11 minutes in, should we talk about Austin and Allie? Sure. Sounds great. <laughs> should we start with the summary? Uh, yes, please. All right, this is Season 1, Episode 6, Tickets and Trash Bags. Team Austin is thrilled to find out that Austin has been invited to perform at the Miami Internet Music Awards with hip-hop artist Shiny Money. But things turn sour when the gang realizes that Austin gets to bring only one guest. (gasps) Trish, Dez, and Allie all make convincing cases for going to the award show with Austin, and he promises each his extra ticket. When the day of the show finally comes, Austin admits to having promised each of them the extra ticket and says that if they can't all go, then he won't go either because they are Team Austin and it is their day. Trish, Trish, Allie, and Des, however, respond in childish selfishness, claiming that he is a terrible friend. Angrily, Austin decides to take Nelson to the show and leaves. Allie, Des, and Trish have a change of heart and sneak into the show wearing trash bags to apologize but get caught up in the performance, which ends in disaster when Des and Trish fail to catch Shiny Money after he jumps off of a trash can. They all apologize, and Austin is glad to have his friends back, having come to the conclusion that for his music to succeed, they have to be all in this together. 
And that's the episode. Yay! <laughs> thank you. It's so thank nice. You. <laughs> it's a good episode. It is. I I agree. Go go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say I I really like this episode. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah. What were some defining moments? Defining moments. Defining mm-hmm. moments. Um. Do you have any defining moments? Oh, I do. Uh. You go first. One of them is is obvious in that uh. Austin being so indecisive and so uh kind of people pleasing and unable to yes. say no uh i think is very defining uh have you seen avatar the last airbender i've seen the first season of the anime i haven't and i've seen the first half of the movie <laughs> well don't bother with the movie uh but he reminds me <laughs> of Aang in this episode <laughs> uh, he reminds me of uh Aang in this episode with how uh Aang's kind of like evasive when people are direct with him about making commitments, especially like towards the beginning mm-hmm. uh, when he's younger. But uh, Austin also has that kind of like evasive characteristic where like he wants to please everyone and he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to cause any conflict. And in trying not to cause any conflict, he uh, avoids the issue. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought that was pretty defining for Austin as a character um, that he said yes to everyone and just couldn't decide and couldn't, uh, kind of avoided the issue in order to make the issue seem like it went away, but actually the issue did not go away. Yeah. I think with that, too, the fact that he was so split between Des, Trish, and Allie shows how close-knit and how um, unified Team Austin has become. It's no longer him and Des versus Allie and Trish. They're all Hmm. one big group of friends. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. All right, let's see. I have other defining moments. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's exactly how it goes. Uh, we run into Allie's stage fright again. Yes. Uh, and she seems to overcome it a little bit in that she runs across the f- stage in fear uh, away from the person who is trying to catch her when they break into the stage music kind festival. of by accident, kind of. Yeah, when they break into the music festival on purpose, the stage on accident. Uh, yes. And she runs in front of the audience to escape being caught, uh, which I think is an improvement from our initial... Uh, exposure to Allie's stage yes right. on the Helen show <laughs> indeed she's our girl is moving up in the world she is now she can run across the stage well before she could only run away from the stage when she also runs away but you know yes there's one point where she runs towards uh, I feel like I had one more defining moment but I can't find it in my notes Oh, I thought it was nice uh, when Austin is teasing Allie when they're doing their uh, carpet walks. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Maybe Allie and, D should uh, use the side entrance. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Allie punches him, like, uh, kind of on the shoulder mm-hmm. or, like, the chest. I thought that was really nice and kind of, like, I don't know. It's a nice response to being teased. Kind of, like, brotherly, sisterly, friendly, yeah. like... 
yeah. Stella, you're being mean to me. I'm going to punch you, but because we're friends. So I thought that was like a real nice, like kind of defining moment for their friendship where it's like, oh, look, they're, they're, they're still close friends. <laughs> yep. So they're at the teasing stage <laughs> and it's not just mean teasing. It's also funny. <laughs> yep. Plus Nelson was in this episode and I just love Nelson. <laughs> Every scene with him. I yeah, love I Nelson. Very excited for you. <laughs> yes. I love Nelson. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, yeah, he was uh, in this episode a ton. He was. <laughs> he was. The part with him at the end after where he was, um, uh, he put his arms in the big cotton candy thing. It's like, I'm cotton candy man. <laughs> so cute. And then he runs around after dipping his hot dogs in the chocolate fountain. It's just, it's great. Really great. Yeah. I would love to meet that actor I, sometime. I think I saw him in a commercial once. I wonder what he's uh, doing nowadays. He's still got to be pretty, fairly young. Barely. I think maybe the actor for Dallas was in something. I was on the Twitter world. I occasionally try to, you know, tweet on our account and look up Austin and Allie tweets mm-hmm. <laughs> to retweet. <laughs> and someone seemed to imply that maybe Dallas was in a new, uh, a new show. But I might have misunderstood. It might have just been a reference to dallas interesting text us tweet us email (laughs) what do you know (laughs) don't text us i hope you don't have our phones (laughs) nobody has my Uh, phone number do let us know yes contact (laughs) us until now abby's phone number is just kidding You'd have no power because I edit the podcast. <laughs> You'd have to send me your audio first, but <laughs> that's true. I could just refuse. Good, but I, but I, it would be on. I could if I was saying it. I guess actually, I take that back. If I was saying it, I would have the audio. <laughs> oh shoot, you're right. Okay, never mind. Yep, not. But I you w- could bow out as a partner or something. There are other ways. You you could uh, go on strike, which I'm not going to uh, do. I enjoy this podcast. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, what about highs and lows? Highs and lows. Uh, my low for this episode was just that it seemed really short. And I'm not sure if that's because hmm. when I was watching it, I kept getting up to go reheat my chicken tenders that I had left over. Um, and so I don't know if that broke it up and made it seem shorter, but I was just like, oh, wow. It's over already? It seems like there should have been more because basically yeah he gets invited to the thing he tells all of his friends they can come he says i'm not going he goes they crash the party they they apologize and make up the end so that was that was just kind of my low for the episode um my high for the episode was uh, there there were lots of really good things, but the one that I just consistently kept laughing at was when Austin was performing, and he, like, would run over and say, I can't believe you guys! And then he was just, gotta make, make, make you do a double t- <laughs> What are you guys doing here? I can't believe this! And it just kept going back and forth. I thought that was really funny. Just, I don't know what about it, the comedic timing or something just hit me right. Yeah, I, I, I think that part's funny, too. <laughs> What about you? Highs and lows. Uh, so for me, 
Uh, I think you probably just sounded like a robot just there in the recording, but it was very exciting. Uh, <laughs> my audio like clipped out. It was like, wow, uh, <laughs> Whoops. But I knew what you meant. <laughs> um, I think it's our audio connection, so maybe it's just the internet, and you'll sound completely normal on your side. I hope so. <laughs> um, uh, my So I also had a trouble thinking of a low, because not much happens. I mean, a lot kind of happens but not much plot yeah. happens i guess um like there's and i i kind of like the amount of attention they pay to a, like a kind of a small like one single circumstance mm-hmm. i kind of like that there was not a ton going on i kind of thought they did that well in this episode um, whereas in other episodes sometimes it's fun when there's a lot going on but sometimes it seems like they're just jumping around all over yeah. the place and like it's hard to find a focus so i kind of liked in this episode that they narrowed it down um but i didn't have trouble trying to think of a low because it was so short. Uh, but I think what it is is, uh, is that Des hurt someone in his dedication to humor. That's uh, true. And, uh, you know, uh, he's just a, a young lad. He's just a, you know, a teenager growing up. He's still learning the limits of, uh, you know, uh, how you should use humor. Uh, but he, uh, think it'll be funny to push the injured man that he just didn't catch back gives him a high five and in, in my theory he has to know what he's doing because he's a genius so like you right. know, he's just really dedicated to the humor uh he gives the guy a high five and i think he regrets it after he sees that it hurts him mm-hmm. but before he does it he doesn't realize the consequences of his action and he gives him a high five thinking it'll be funny and it's kind of funny but he also you know just hurt a man who he already hurt by not catching yeah <laughs> so that was that was milo uh it was very sad and hard to see des uh go too far in his dedication to humor and uh i hope he's uh learning his limits and you know progressing in that oh that's pretty high uh yeah i mean it also like you know cuts to my heart though because uh des you know uh deeply loved des so to see him harm anyone so it's sad it is a sad a sad day yeah um, but then my high is also a Des scene I really enjoyed, uh, after, uh, Nelson, uh, fell down because of the, uh, what, do you know what the instrument's called? Sousaphone. or something? Yeah, Sousaphone. Uh, was too heavy, and Allie, like, ran away and wasn't helping him, and Austin didn't help him. I wonder if Des came and helped him afterwards, uh, cause they're hanging out after, and Des says to, uh, Nelson, uh, well, I think I have it written down. I want to get it right. Oh, don't worry about what happened with the sousaphone, Nelson. All instruments can be dangerous. <laughs> and uh, he's wearing a helmet. And Nelson's like, is that why you're wearing a helmet? And he's like, oh, no, this is just how I play the drums. And he, like, leans in and, like, bashes his head back and forth yes. against the cymbals, which I thought was funny. It sounds kind of dumb, <laughs> but it, <laughs> it actually happening, I thought it was pretty funny. So that was my high. <laughs> nice. I did not find that as funny as you did, but I did think it was funny. <laughs> I did think it was funny. Yeah, I I enjoyed, yeah, I enjoyed that part of this episode a lot. <laughs> uh, What's our next we, segment? Uh, well, I believe we're on Trish's, Trish's job tally, which... Uh, Ooh. Ah. I, I think she only had one job, which was uh, Megaphone World. I think she had two. Did she? What was her other? Oh, the the uh... the dress hut. 
Because she says, I'm going to go get a job at Dress Hut so that I have something new to wear. Oh. And then she shows oh, up wearing huh. a new dress. Oh, weird. Do you think she actually got hired? If I know, if I know Trish, I bet she did. <laughs> um. Well, she also had a job as a backup dancer. <laughs> she and Des were killing it at that. That was another great moment. Because at first, they were just, you know doing being goofy and then i saw them again i'm like wait they're doing the same choreography as everyone else obviously doesn't trish have seen the music <laughs> video for uh trash taka before and so Ooh. they've memorized and done all the choreography and this is their chance to use their knowledge it would be like oh it would be like that's a nice if, theory. Um, I like it would be like if uh, some super fans of High School Musical did a flash mob if we're all in this together right as I happen to be walking by. I could just jump in. <laughs> you could join in. <laughs> I could. I could. Uh, do you know the High School Musical 2 kitchen dance? The uh... Partially. Gotta work, work this, this out. out. Yeah. Um, I know I tried to learn the it. dance. <laughs> I know some of it. That, one, that one's more challenging. Yeah. I also know all of Bop nice. to the Top. <laughs> uh... Yeah, yeah, me and my sister, I think probably my cousins, or at least one of my cousins, tried to learn the uh, we gotta work it out dance, and it mm -hmm. was challenging. Slash, I'm not really a dancer, uh, so we didn't really succeed, but it was fun. That's All the right, point. Uh, so should the dress job count since we dress hunt count since we didn't actually see her in her outfit, or is the outfit her dress? Ooh, this is one of our deep questions. Hmm. This is this is a deep throwing question related to the tally. <laughs> I think we could count it, maybe. I think I think we dress. can count it. And she says, "I'm gonna go get a job at Dress Up." And then there's the Megaphone World, which she has a thing for. And then mm -hmm. I kind of want to put Backup Dancer on there, even though, uh, it wasn't really a job, I guess. But it was. I guess she wasn't a... hired to do it, so maybe we shouldn't put it on. She did have an outfit for it. That's true, and it was a function that she served. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's kind of like hall monitor from school. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I think we should count dress hut. I'm not convinced on the backup dancer. What about you? All right, we will count. Uh, that sounds fine to me. Yeah, we'll we'll keep the tally more conservative. So then, when we see it, we'll be like, "Wow, this is the most conservative count." Of the jobs that Trish has had. Actually, she may have had more that we saw that we didn't even count. Alright, so I'm adding two. And that brings us up to an even 15. Well done, Trish. Well done. Well done. Indeed. 15 jobs in six episodes. <laughs> uh, well, I thought she was going to be slowing down because we only saw her in Megaphone World. Uh, but look at her go. Yeah, she, she uh, keeps We also only us. had... Didn't, we didn't really have a new uh, song this episode, which I think it's the first episode we haven't had a completely new song. Even though we have the uh, money song mixed in with the double take song. Uh, yes. I think this is the first episode we haven't had a completely new uh, new song. So things are uh, things are slowing down. Get it into the groove. Indeed. And just... <sighs> Okay. Um, 
I did not at all like the Shiny Money song. I didn't understand why Austin was singing on that <laughs> song. Nothing about that performance Trish made that sense megaphone. to me. Um, yeah. I don't know. What th- yeah. That, that just confused me. I'm like, why do they not have a team that can, like, write a hip-hop song to throw a few bars in? Why does Austin have to be singing the same line of double take every four measures? I don't know. Sure. That was just confusing to me. I mean, it was a collab oration. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe, maybe shiny money's so repetitive that it makes sense for uh, Austin song to be that repetitive. Do you think thematically the songs uh, Shiny Money and Double Take go together? Mm, probably not. Probably not. But I think they could I don't be connected. Thi- we don't We don't yeah, actually get any lyrics to Shiny Money's song. He just kind of talks about money and then he <laughs> says, I'm going to jump. That, that, that's really all that shiny happens. shiny time. It's money time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great lyricism right there. <laughs> Uh, well, I think maybe in that sense, uh, Double Take really adds to the song. Like, uh, in addition to being shiny and having money, uh, it is also surprising how shiny and how much money he has, and it makes you do a Double Take. You're like, wow, like, all this, all this money, I can't believe it, let me turn back. So I think maybe in that way, uh, we don't get a lot of either song. Maybe in that way, the little tiny minimal bit we get of each song does go together in the sense that you don't expect people to throw money. That makes me do a double take. If someone were to throw money at me, I'd be like, wow, what's happening? I'm going to do a double take and look again. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe. So. Uh, we'll see. And then really it works better when they don't catch him because uh, it makes you do a double take. You're like, oh, they didn't catch him. That's that was true. surprising. That's true. Shiny uh, but maybe money, not the best uh, combination. Shiny Money comes back in this show, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, I don't remember exactly in which context, but uh, he does reoccur. It has something to do with a, a houseboat, I think. But we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, I think... Do they... Well, yeah, we'll get there when we get there. I want to <laughs> say, do they go to this house at some point, or is that somebody oh, else? Oh, that's somebody else. That's a basketball player, I think. Oh, that's unfortunate that I just made that comparison. Um, Because <laughs> that's, that's kind of a creepy episode. Yeah, it is. So good. I'm glad uh, we can still have respect for shiny money. Uh, Yay. <laughs> um, oh, I like how uh, big of a fan Dez is. Yes. Of, uh, shiny money with his... Uh, I thought that line was funny when he... Uh, Cause I have a picture of him in my wallet and this, this tiny little like three by three, but he unfolds it and it's like a life-size poster of shiny yes. ones. <laughs> I was, uh, before we started recording this podcast, oh, I guess like a year or so ago, I was just watching Austin Alley at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom came home and this episode was on and she saw that part and it really made her laugh. And she was like, is this kind of joke on this show all the time? I'm like, yeah. Yes. And she's like, oh, it makes sense why it's funny. <laughs> That's uh, great. 
Uh, well, I think too, like Austin and Ellie, I think is sometimes funnier when you don't realize how often it happens where you think it's kind of just like, Oh, like I didn't expect that. (laughs) Whereas like, if you've seen it uh, a lot, you're, you kind of uh, expect for that sort of thing to happen more. Yeah. Still good. though. I have a deep probing question. Deep probing Uh, question. Shoot. Would Des be a good babysitter? Would Des be a good babysitter? What makes you ask that? <laughs> he seems to be really good with Nelson. Uh, and there's that other episode where he used that great uh, Steve from Blue's Clues voice about, we gotta find the kangaroo. <laughs> Wait, yes. the clue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he catched the kangaroo without harming it. These are all in support of Des potentially being a good babysitter. Uh, is is he the first person to ask where is Nelson at the end of the episode? <laughs> I think he is. Um, he, uh, did you ever have, uh, there's normally in a group setting, there's like the teenager who was like in charge of the group, like teenage guy who was like really cool, could like jump over tables and all the kids like really respected them because of how chill they were. I feel like Des would be that kind of babysitter we're like you would respect him because of how chill he is uh but then on the negative side is i think uh, i'm not sure if he's quite at the responsibility level um that would be my i'm not sure maybe kids maybe kids would bring that out in him though is the other thing because he seems to be pretty responsible with nelson it's just adults and his kids his own age he doesn't seem to be as responsible with uh i for example I'm not responsible in a group, but if any child is around at all, I immediately become like hyper responsible. Interesting. <laughs> Somehow I just don't see that in Des. I feel like if he had been at the chocolate fountain with the hot dogs and the cotton candy machine with Nelson, he would have been encouraging Nelson to dunk his head in the chocolate fountain. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I mean, dumping your head all the way in is a bad thing because, you know, drowning concerns. Uh, but I feel like normally silliness is okay to to an extent. Uh, he does in this episode actually hurt Shiny Money by giving him a high five after he's broken all his bones. But, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, he cares about his gingerbread men a lot. That's true. <laughs> Uh, so I think maybe my answer is like, maybe he wouldn't be a great babysitter currently, but I think when he grows up, he will be a great dad. Like, I think he'll grow into the role of, uh, mm-hmm. responsibility. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe we'll see that. Maybe we'll get a glimpse into the future. <laughs> you never know <laughs> what might happen. Uh, he has a brother, doesn't he? I don't think we've heard about him yet but i believe does in the show as a younger brother i do not remember that i'm not positive uh we meet his parents at one point i think i don't remember that either dad, and they're they're both kind of wacky um which is kind of disappointing i kind of wanted them to be like completely normal and to just be like one of those people who has like a really normal family and just happens to be the oddball mm-hmm. but maybe i'm making it all up but i'm pretty sure like at some point we either meet his family or are given some reference to his family. Something to look forward to. Uh, do you think Des would be a good zookeeper? Uh, 
Hmm. I have a feeling that Des would eat the animal's food. It's probably not good for him. Uh, he'd probably be okay. He survived eating all that dog food. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. The dog food's so good that a human can eat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the uh, Ralph. The yeah. Guy, I think. <laughs> the one that looks like Austin. Yeah. Surprisingly similar. <laughs> I feel like Des would enjoy being a zookeeper. And he would like yeah. the animals. The animals would like him. Yeah. Mm, but I, I really am not sure that he would remember to lock their cages all the time. He might end up with sure. lions roaming around Miami. That would be that bad. That would be problematic. That would be problematic. Oh. Yeah, I, I maybe agree. Uh, but I think he has the potential to be a great zookeeper. <laughs> I hope his I hope his high school teachers see that in him. I'm not sure that they do. Mm. The education system in this country, man. It's a it's a sad, sad tale. It is. Um. One size fits all system. <laughs> uh, among other things. <laughs> yeah. Uh do you have any deep probing questions? I have one more, but uh, do you have any? Was deep shiny money those? throwing real money, or one hundred percent yes? <laughs> because at the end, the janitor comes by and he's sweeping it up. <laughs> so he's just. Is I don't everyone, think he's gonna throw it away. Is everyone? At that award show, so rich that they can just throw the few hundred bucks that he, shiny money threw around away, or could they like pick it up, stick it in their pocket, give it to the poor, you know, something? Or was was it? I think it's definitely real. Like no question in my mind, it is real money. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you think that? Why else would he throw money? Because <laughs> it looks the, cool. The, the performance, the performance doesn't work at all if it's not real. Uh, the performance is about how rich Chinese money is. That he, it's like it's just trash. Like that's why they're wearing trash bags because money to him is like trash because he has such an abundance of it. Interesting. <laughs> okay, I think you may have. I think you may have convinced me. <laughs> It is indeed real money. <laughs> uh, yeah, and in that sense, I guess the janitor legally can't just throw it away. He probably has to keep it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Or, <laughs> or give it to someone. <laughs> uh, but my guess would be he can probably keep it. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> okay. That was my one deep probing question. Nice. Nice. Oh, uh, I had one more. It was, uh, who should have gone to the award show? Mmm. Ooh, this is a tough one. <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. I mean, I really, I feel like it's too easy to say Allie, but I really do think it would be Allie. Yeah? Because they're partners. Or maybe it's Yeah, Des. she did write the song. She did write the song. Yeah, because they've been friends forever. 
You know, he gave him his pants. Or maybe it's Trish because <laughs> uh, she got in the, the show. Yeah. I think Des does have a really strong claim on having been there forever. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to throw out another option who I think is the person who actually should have gone. Okay. Austin's mom. <laughs> like, 100%, like, maybe 100% is too strong. But uh, I think definitely, like, this is a place where, like, the parents get to see their kid perform. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we haven't met Mrs. Moon yet, have we? We haven't, no. Nor Mr. Moon. We will, though. <laughs> yes. And they are a bit silly, but I think they really would have appreciated, like... Either one of them getting to see Austin perform. Like, I think that makes the most sense. He's, you know, a little ninth grader. He should have his, uh, <laughs> his parents should get to go to his first, <laughs> you know, live performance with a big star. Like, you know, they should be there. Maybe. I bet his parents have no idea who Shiny Money is, though. Yeah, maybe not. Um, but I still feel like they could appreciate that it's a big deal. I don't know. I think it would mean a lot to a parent to get to go to their their kids' thing, even if they don't understand, like you know, their kids' career or what's happening. That I think you know, parents in general still want to be supportive, even if the world doesn't make sense to them. Maybe I can see that. As someone who wants to be a mother one day, I can kind of imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Austin's parents are silly, but they're not jerks or anything. Like, they seem to be, like, you know, they seem to care about him and everything. So I feel like they would want to be there at this kind of a big deal thing that he gets to do with uh, a really big artist. Hmm. We'll see when we meet his parents, but I disagree. Well, I think his parents are... You don't think they're jerks? You think they're jerks? I think his parents are terrible. But we'll, well get they, there. I think they love him, though. We, we'll get we there. Get there. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. I guess we should jump ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we have met Allie's dad briefly. Lester. I don't think he's the best dad, but I think he would, I think he would still want to be there for something big that Allie did. <laughs> so far, all we know about Lester is that uh, he's frugal yes. to, uh, to a fault. Yeah. Yeah, well, from the way Lester treats and talks about Allie's music, like, remember in the first episode, Austin and Allie bond over the fact that their parents don't think they can make it in the music biz. But I think the reason Lester thinks that is because of Allie's stage fright, which clearly is a very limiting... uh, impedance to a music career but could she ever get over her stage right i think he believes that she is talented enough to make it in the music biz uh maybe the impression i got from the first episode was just uh like it's a hard career to do it's like being an actor or an actress like you know there's just a lot of demand for it Mm -hmm. and it's hard to actually get your foot in the door so that was more my impression um We'll see. Was or like you know, or just being an artist in general, like being mm-hmm. a painter or something, or being a writer, or being a podcast. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> um, 
Yep. I mean, I really hope to get famous off of this guy. I will be happy if my friends listen to this podcast. I don't need I don't need strangers to listen to this podcast. I just want my friends to listen to it. I'm struggling on that front. Well, we love you too, strangers. You know we do. We really do. We are all the more appreciative because you have no reason to be here other than a mutual love for Austin and Allie. Uh, we had nine visits to our website one day. Wow. <laughs> I know. That's the most significant stat I have. <laughs> I don't have any of the actual podcast stats because uh, I'm doing it the freeway. So I don't actually uh, mm-hmm. know what the statistics on on who downloads our podcast. But I do have access to the website stats. So Thank you Someone to those nine there. people. Hurrah. Yeah. Is that it for uh, deep probing questions? You... Uh, yeah, that's all I have. Uh, I believe our next segment is quotes. Ooh. Uh, which I haven't narrowed down. So, uh, do you have any quotes, Abby? Uh, let's see. Um... Does that dress work for the megaphone store? Because it is loud. <laughs> I loved that. A plus does. A plus. Oh, I also loved uh, the exchange between Nelson and Austin. When Nelson was like, hey, Austin, can I ask you something? He's like, I know what you're going to say. Why did I tell them all they could come? I don't know. They all deserve to go with my friends. How can I pick between them? I couldn't say no. And then he leaves. No! I wasn't going to say that. I was going to ask you for help. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. Well, it's pretty good. <laughs> such a... G- making fun of that whole melodramatic trope. It was great. Also, I love <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like Nelson uh, line when... Uh, Austin is saying a th- different things that remind him of his friends, like yeah. hot dogs and chocolate remind him of Des, and yelling reminds him of Trish when, yeah. you know, a coordinator comes in to get him. And then uh, Nelson notices the uh, cotton candy, and he's like, cotton candy! And uh, Austin says, that reminds me of Allie. And Nelson says, cotton candy? <laughs> like, he says it like, his, uh, <laughs> his intonation's really good. I can't do it. Yeah. But, uh, it's, uh, it's very much like a child, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Nelson, uh, expression of the two words, cotton candy. Yeah. And then Austin's like, no, it's this photo. Why did I bring uh, this? <laughs> I, I did have great, a, at one point, a probing question of, like, why did, why did Austin bring it? <laughs> The world may never know. (laughs) Something to reflect on. (laughs) Uh, I liked at the beginning when uh, they, Austin and Des come in and they smash the watermelon in the grand piano. Yes. After Allie's like, no eating in the store. (laughs) They like just, anyways. Uh, And then Austin says, awesome. That was way better than smashing peanuts in my laptop. with like peanut butter and the keys and everything yeah uh i thought that was really funny (laughs) and a great line (laughs) 
Oh, man. <laughs> you have to wonder where they come uh. up with this stuff. <laughs> like, not only where do Austin and Dez come up with this stuff, but where do the writers who give these lines to Austin and Dez come up with this stuff? Like, oh, let's have them smash a watermelon in the grand piano. Um, <laughs> let's have them grill eggs on a xylophone. <laughs> like... Uh, have you ever had friends who, like, just do things because they know it will shock you and make you laugh? Hmm. Hmm. I don't think so. Uh, so I'm going to propose that Dave is such a person. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to propose that I am such a person. Uh, that I will do things that are kind of silly. <laughs> uh... And just take, like, the humiliation for it mm-hmm. in order to, like, make my friends, like, grin a little bit or be slightly amused. Normally they don't laugh. But, like, you know, I will, uh, I will, I'm trying to think of, like, a good example. Uh, but, like, I, I, I do think, like, it is something of a, a personality trait where a person will do something so crazy just because they know it will amuse someone else. I wonder if the writers of Austin Alley, uh... I mean, they obviously showed some awareness of that, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> of that, uh, sort of humor. Interesting. <laughs> I used to have some examples that I could think of, of, like, so- stuff I had done, or stuff that Dave had done, or other friends had done, uh, but I can't think of any currently off the top of my head, but. If it comes to you before the end of the podcast, shout it out. I'll let you know. Uh, I do have... <laughs> So I'm, uh, I wrote a second book, Abby, mm-hmm. uh, Sleeping Beauty, uh, Sleeping Bella and Prince Philip. I wrote it while my niece was napping over the summer. So Aww. like, she, and her name's Bella. So I would work on it then. So it's like a short chapter book. It's not done. Uh, and I haven't done anything with it, but there's one character in there, Pascal, um, who I had used this kind of humor in a uh, fairytale land. So mm-hmm. I have a couple of examples from that where like, uh. One of the okay. things is uh, he and his friends. So he uh, is the younger brother, Philip, who is, you know, mm-hmm. in France in line to be king. There's Philip and Pascal. Uh, and then they have other friends. Okay. And they're, uh, they met at school because, you know, gotta love school. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're uh, eating lunch together and they're just talking. And uh, Pascal, um, like someone like pascal's using a napkin he's like oh this is my first time to use a napkin he's like 12 they're like this is your first time to use a napkin and he's like yeah (laughs) so that's kind of an example of like okay uh just saying something or there's another time uh i'm trying to think of what it is um where uh he has like an algae colony in his room because he's curious about how the algae grows um interesting but it's humorous Mm mm-hmm yeah. Okay. Let me let me pull up a copy. <laughs> uh, is it Sleeping Bella or Sleeping Bella Two? That is the question. Probably Sleeping Bella Two. It might be too long for this. Oh no! Good thing I can edit out pauses now. I figured out how to do that for. Our... That was the other thing. I have to know. Really, have you listened to the our third episode yet with our siblings? <laughs> uh, most of the awkward pauses I cut out, but there's one at the very beginning that I just thought was so funny. I left it in. <laughs> I'll have to uh, listen to that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Pascal searching the task. Uses the word poppycock, which is exciting. That's a great word. 
<laughs> nope, I, I don't think I've written them in yet. This was this was a futile search. I might cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I took note of them and now I of course don't know where the notes I took of them are. But it's that sort of thing where like he does things that like his friends his friends think are weird and shocking, but it's humorous. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> Have I convinced you this type of humor exists? <laughs> that my uh, my actual purpose was to find some jokes, but I, I failed. I did not find any. <laughs> That's okay. But you think Des is this kind of... Or... Oh, 100%. Okay. I've been using... I don't know where I got the phrase 100% from, but I am using it this podcast. Yes, you are. I've noticed that. <laughs> Uh, yes, I completely think Des is the sort of person who, uh, shocks people into laughing. Uh, and also doesn't mind people thinking he's crazy if it makes them be amused. Um. Okay. Whereas I ultimately mind if people think I'm crazy, but I don't mind if they think I'm crazy in the moment. <laughs> okay. Uh, ultimately I hate it when people think I'm naive, but, you know, <laughs> in the short run, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> a big pet peeve <laughs> interesting uh let's see learning so much uh, about each other Des also s- yeah yeah you know now i know i will never mistake you Just, for naive uh, <laughs> i'm sure I, I i'm sure i'm naive sometimes but uh I'm also so unrelated to the uh, humorous part. I'm also like a fairly positive person, like mm-hmm. optimistic sort of person. But I don't, I don't think I'm naturally optimistic. I think I'm naturally a, kind of cynical. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like work pretty hard to have hope or to think well of others. But I don't. I think a lot of people just think I think well of others naturally, mm-hmm. which you know. But it's actually something I want to do, and I work hard to do so when someone like says i'm naive because i think highly of another person it's like really offensive and i'm like no like i'm not just like thinking highly Mm -hmm. of them because i haven't thought about things it's something i've really worked hard towards and you know it's frustrating to like you Mm -hmm. know have someone like uh i don't know yeah kind of work against what you've been working so hard towards. <laughs> like, you're like, I'm trying, this is, like, only holding on by, like, a string, and, like, you're trying to cut through that string, and don't cut through it. Like, <laughs> this is something I really believe in. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways. So, it's not just the humor part. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, the optimist side, which I'm not sure if Des is an optimist or not, but. <laughs> hmm. Okay. <laughs> Neat. We were going through quotes. We were. Uh, oh, I liked, uh, hello, mega world. I quit by <laughs> Trish. Uh, and their response is, Trish, you were fired yesterday. Please return the megaphone. That one was great. Oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I loved that one. <laughs> I also liked, uh, does this, I was this close to rubbing knees with shiny money. And I was like, Rubbing elbows. It's rubbing elbows. And Des is like, I can't do that. I have sensitive elbows. <laughs> I thought that was funny too. <laughs> yeah, that one was also pretty funny. <laughs> do you have any good alley quotes uh, from this episode? I, I don't think I do, which is uh, kind of surprising. I, I really liked her red carpet walk. I yeah. think it was the... It wasn't a quote, but it was like an aspect of what she did. Yeah. Uh, 
I also liked, uh, I didn't write it down, but I liked when uh, Austin is performing and he sees Allie and she's like, let me explain. <laughs> like He has all this time to like listen to an explanation. Yeah. Right there. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was part of what got me about that scene was it that that was really well done. <laughs> let me explain. What are you doing here? I can't believe you guys. Then he just goes back and starts singing. <laughs> Uh, I also like Des's math of uh, one ticket times three friends. <laughs> and uh, Trisha's like, one. that means we can't all go. <laughs> oh, I got 47. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, any lingering thoughts about the episode? Hmm. No, not really. Pretty satisfactory yeah, I discussion. I don't have any lingering thoughts either. No. I think there's also maybe a little bit less. Yeah. yeah yeah one of the things about this episode that was really interesting was um the fact that it had one story instead of two different storylines like usually there's one with austin's career and there's one with des and trish like just or like some variation of combinations of characters but there's usually like a main s- plot and a side plot. And in this episode, there's only one plot. Yeah. Which is interesting. And I wonder if that has anything to do with, like, how short it feels and the- how there's not that much to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, that might be true. Yeah. Even though it's technically the same length as the other episodes. But it feels a lot yeah. shorter. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think of the conclusion to the uh, the conflict? Of uh, <laughs> Austin. I liked Austin's. Uh, you didn't ruin it or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, really? He's like, no, actually, you totally ruined it. Yeah, that was pretty. <laughs> good. I'm still glad you came. <laughs> yeah, I thought it. I thought it was nice for Austin not to be the one in the wrong for once. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Like that. That happens a lot. Like usually, Austin is the one who does dumb things because, you know, he's. A great guy, but, you know, he's still maturing, still figuring stuff out, so he does a lot of dumb stuff. But this time it was, you know, he's got this awesome night, and he's trying to think of everyone else, and everyone else is just thinking of themselves. Um, so I really liked, yeah. I really liked that conflict um, as an element of the plot. Obviously, I want them all to get along, but... <laughs> Um, and I, I liked the conclusion. I thought it was cute that how uh, Des and Trish and Allie were working together to dress up in trash bags and sneak into the music <laughs> awards. Yeah, I, I like their uh, trash bag outfits. Yeah. They're really cute. I've trash never seen outfits. trash bags that color. Like, And they had so many of them. It would be a great Halloween costume. What? <laughs> Who are you? I'm... Allie or Trish or Des or Austin. I wonder if Shiny Money's backup dancers. <laughs> That'd be great. But do you have any lingering thoughts on the episode? Um, I think I did. What were they? They did not. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to remember what they were. So they did not uh, linger long. I, I did appreciate. They didn't. They, they ran away. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I think I, I also liked that people besides Austin apologized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had some other apologies, which is always exciting. Yes. Uh, to have an apology segment. Oh, uh, what do you think happened to those other uh, background dancers that we're supposed to catch? Do you think that they're off on another like adventure somewhere? Uh, That's a good question. Accidentally thrown into various trash cans, or I don't know. Maybe what happened was Austin, or not Austin, Allie does and Trish stole their costumes, so. They're looking for their costumes. And put them in, like, you know, a closet. (laughs) Oh, I see. That makes sense. (laughs) Or, like, they were on a rack somewhere, and they're like, oh, great, let's grab these. So they grab their costumes, and uh, the other two dancers are still wandering around looking for their costumes so that they can dance. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I can see that. Do you think the manager's name that we don't get his name of is Warren? (laughs) Hmm. Good. It's a good bet. It's a good. I think his name's probably Warren. We could probably refer to him as Warren. We need like an original script where it says Warren <laughs> tries to catch Allie across the stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all my uh, lingering thoughts. Uh, do you have a ranking for us? Abby? I do. Oh, our uh, our ranking system. Yes. Uh, which we should probably explain is uh. Out of the 19 episodes in season one, where would we rank this episode? So if it's the best episode, it's one out of 19. If it's the worst episode, it's 19 out of 19. If we think it's the seventh best, it's seven out of 19. So that's the uh, the ranking system. So the higher, the closer the number to one, I should say, the yes. lower the number, the uh, the better the ranking. Yes. I'm going to give this episode a five. I really enjoy this episode. Uh, I really enjoy the dynamics. I really enjoy how settled Team Austin feels. Like, we're starting to feel familiar with these characters. Um, I think the writers were starting to feel familiar with these characters. Um, And... Ta-da! Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Trish, Allie, Des, Austin. Um, (laughs) But, like, you can see them focusing in more on the characters... Uh, with this single plot as opposed to trying to see what situations they can contrive around these characters to make an interesting episode. And I thought that worked really well. I thought it was really well done. Um, I enjoyed it. The reason it is not any higher than five is because there was no good music in this episode, really. Um, I enjoyed... The scene with Austin's performance where he keeps going back and forth between singing and uh, chastising his friends. And I thought that was really funny, but I wanted to hear Austin sing, dang it. Like, I am always excited watching (laughs) him perform. So, kind of missed that. And I really didn't understand or like Shiny Money's song at all. Um, But yeah, so 5 out of 19. Nice. Cool. What about you, Emily? What's your ranking? My ranking is three out of nineteen. Mm. Uh, this is, <laughs> I think, one of my favorite episodes of the season. Um, and I I haven't watched all the episodes of the season recently or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could be wrong, but I uh, oh no, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really enjoyed Des for the most part, which you know something all I always look for. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed the four of them together. 
Um, I really enjoyed that there were apologies in this episode. Always a favorite yes. <laughs> aspect of the show. Uh, I enjoyed the smashing the peanuts in the laptop and the watermelon in mm-hmm. the piano. Uh, and uh, Des playing the drums with, or it, his conversation with Nelson and then playing the drums with his uh, helmet on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was really fun. I, I also liked uh, the development of Austin as uh, a person who can't say no. Yeah. So uh, and it's kind of evasive. Um, I, I really thought that was... Uh, Kind of deep, getting deeper into to his character than we get in most episodes, I think, um, with a, yeah. a focus on that. So, so yeah, three out of nineteen. Wow, up there. Yeah, I think I've taken one, two, and three. So. I think so. <laughs> uh, and nineteen, I think. Yep. <laughs> I don't remember what my other ranking. Well, there was one other ranking which I think was like medium, but <laughs> yeah, somewhere around there. Okay. Three and a five. Uh, nice. Well, a three and a five. <laughs> mm, that adds up to 47. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Way to bring it back. Uh, what? Oh. Mm. <laughs> uh, what would you like to plug? Where can we, uh, you know, what you've been interested in this week? Uh, in the, uh. All right. Teen tween. Okay. Well, um, by the time you guys have listened to this, it will no longer be just before Halloween, but right now it's just before Halloween. And in fact, tomorrow is the BCM Halloween party and I am going with several friends, um, including, uh, my twin brothers and my fiance and his twin brother and my best friend. What? Yes very fun we're all going in a group costume and we're going da, 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 to do kim possible so what? my friend amy is going to be kim because she has vibrant red hair i'm going to be shigo my fiance is going to be draken um my brothers are going to be the tweebs i really wanted them to be shigo's brothers we go the but um, that's a significantly more difficult costume to do than the tweebs. All that to say, I am plugging Kim Possible this week. I recently watched a few episodes to get my head back in the game and figure out what I wanted to do for my costume and which characters we needed. And it was just a, such a quality show, such great characters. You know, um, Kim and Shigo totally drive that show and... Draken and Ron are just kind of their sidekicks who come along for the fun, but it was a great, it was a great show. I remember after, so I did not actually watch it when it was airing live. After it came on reruns, it would come on, uh, like four o'clock in the morning, one episode, and they would just play all the episodes in order every morning at four a.m. And my brothers and I would DVR them, and we watched all four seasons twice through <laughs> doing that. <laughs> Great memories. Great show. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what are you plugging this uh, week, Emily? Well, I would like to plug something that's not uh, of old. It is very current, and that is John Green's new book, Turtles All the Way Down, uh, which came out, I think, October 10th. 
turtles all the way down. Yeah, he's uh, the author of Fault in Our Fault Stars. Fault in Our Stars, Paper Towns, Looking for Alaska. Um, which all all are good books. I would especially plug Paper Towns. Uh, is one of my favorites by him. Um, and Will Grayson, Will Grayson. Uh, maybe a couple others. Uh, but he just came out with a new book. Uh, called Turtles All the Way Down. It's uh about a, a teenage girl um with a obsessive spiral thoughts um and it's really good so uh it's uh it's funny it's uh real to life um it's uh very readable um a good writing tone uh so yeah i would totally recommend it um uh and related to that i would recommend uh the vlog brothers uh which john green is one member of and his brother Hank Green is the other member of, in 2007, I think, they did um, a year-long challenge where uh, John would do one video and then Hank would do one video every other day uh, for the whole year, um, all weekdays. Uh, and out of oh, that no. grew a community of uh, nerd fighters, which I'm a part of, and that's partially, probably, why you have this podcast. I have lost Abby. Hello. Hey. Lost you for a second. I left it recording. Did you leave it recording? Cool. Excellent. Okay. Brilliant. Yes. That was that was a good decision. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I would I would plug John Green's book, Turtles All the Way Down, and I would plug the two thousand seven year of vlogs that he did. Uh Wonderful. Yeah. That's part of, yeah. Yeah. Uh he came to uh Near Chicago last week, he and his brother both on a book tour. Did you get to see him? And me and my sister both went That's in. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, where can we find you on the uh, social media, Abby? Um, let's see. You can find me on Twitter at Abby K. It's capital A B B Y Q U E capital T E J E, um, Spanish for Abby who knits, because I like Allie knit. And um, if you are interested in um, math and math education, you can find me on Twitter at Abs of Math. <laughs> I can't do anything with my last Uh, name because I'm going to change my last name soon. So coming up with like Twitter handles and emails and usernames and things is really, you have to be creative. You do. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of which, you can can find find us at Abilly always, which is Emily and Abby together. Um, And you can now email us at Abilly always at gmail.com. Or you can e- email us at the misspelled Osley <laughs> at gmail.com. Spelled with a T uh, in Osley. Uh, but Abily is spelled A B I L Y. Combination of Abby's name and my name. Aw, cute. Uh, and you can also find our website at ablyalways at wordpress.com. Woot woot, check it out. Uh, and if you want to find me specifically, uh, I do have a YouTube channel called Third Culture Kid. My aim is to vlog once a month. You know how some people aim to vlog daily and they miss three mm-hmm. days? I like that. I'm like that. Only sometimes <laughs> I miss three months. <laughs> so, but my aim is to vlog uh, once a month and to have a monthly vlog. And, uh, I just posted again recently after a uh, long hiatus of nine months. But basically, that's nine days. For- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yay.
Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, I should say our music is provided by Epidemic Sound. Uh, and if you could read, leave us a review on iTunes, leave us five stars and a little short review telling us, uh, giving us feedback, that would be awesome for us and would uh, help our listenership out in our place in the iTunes uh, podcast world. Yes. <laughs> At least that's what all the other podcasters say, so I assume it's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> At the very least, you will make us feel better about <laughs> ourselves, and you can help us improve our little podcast. Yeah. It's not just a, it's not uh, just about us guys. It's about the community and how we're better together. Aww. <laughs> uh, and we have found a place in the internet to be together. We have in the celebration of Austin Alley, and that is a, a beautiful thing. So I'd like to say to our audience and to you, Abby, uh, Melius Simul, we are better together. Melius Simul to you as well, Emily. Everybody, 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 everybody.